Dubai I 103.8. 103.8. 103.8. 103.8. Over in the UK, uh, it's fair to say that we've seen a fair amount of uh, both selfish and uh, negative behaviour. Uh, so many of my friends putting up pictures on social media of completely empty shelves in supermarkets. Uh, what this obsession with toilet paper is, I really don't understand. I'd be buying pasta, personally. Pasta and pesto, basically. Uh, but everyone's going, everyone's going for it on the toilet roll. Uh, certainly a certain amount of selfish behaviour there. Uh, so joined on the line uh, by Gaurav Sinha. Now, he's the founder of Insignia, uh, a local business here, and also author of a book called Compassion Inc., published by Ebury Press. Hi, Gaurav. Great to have you on the line. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure to have you on the programme. Worth mentioning that your book sits at the intersection of life philosophy and business strategy, uh, providing insights about unleashing the power of empathy in life and business. And I know it's available here because I've seen it in the airport, not least in the airport. Probably it's in, uh, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of that bookstore. Begins with K. Sounds like Yes. It's in Borders and, and most of the bookstores, and it's on, on iBooks and on the Kindle. Now, Gaurav, you're a hugely successful businessman. What led you uh, to write this book? Uh, you know, the, the, I'm a brand strategist, and, and as a brand strategist, you're always trying to peer into the future and see whether the promises you're making on behalf of a brand, whether they're authentic and truthful, and you can actually deliver on that. And I think I had a minor Jerry Maguire moment a couple of years ago when I sort of focused and said, I'd like to work towards uh, building more ethical brands and where the narrative is not about predatorial profiteering and and about sort of being conscientious in in our narrative, you know, with regards to being kind to the planet and the people and, and just being mindful. And that was sort of the genesis of the book. And And the aim was to sort of create a narrative or start a conversation about how we can consume things in a more mindful manner, whether they're things or experiences, so that we don't, uh, you know, we are a breathless society that lives in a, in a deficit economy, and I don't think it's, it's, it's sustainable. So that was what prompted me writing the book. You must feel quite sort of prescient now, because obviously we've had this huge uh, health crisis, you know, sweep across the globe. And, you know, more than ever, mindfulness and, and compassion has, has become, well, in, in personal life and in business, has become ever more important. Very much so. You know, I think today it's this, this coronavirus conundrum, uh, as I call it, is, is uh, both an infodemic as much as a pandemic. You know, we are bombarded by messages on a minute-to-minute basis on social media amongst friends and family sharing, you know, either skeptic or sensational pieces of news. And and that's obviously confusing people. And I think it's really important at a time like this for us to be pragmatic and and considered, you know, and being mindful of the fact that we have, we all live, as much as we can talk about social isolation, we live in communities and, and we all have a shared responsibility to, you know, contribute in a positive way. And it's not about necessarily stealing all the or buying up all the toilet rolls. That's definitely not where it's meant to be. Do you know, working in news, I have to constantly refocus where I am or replace my mind because you can so you can so easily get lost in all the news stories, and I have to keep on bringing myself back to the knowledge that it's you know it's only eighty percent of. Uh, that 80% of people will only have a very mild case of flu. 
But it's no doubt that with this onslaught of, of, of media and sort of updates from every corner of the globe, it is quite easy to get panicky. It is. And I think it's, it's, it's really important for us to have, have more, more meaningful conversations around what it actually means uh, with regards to how we can contain or rather delay or even just you know, conversations around self-isolation and all of these things. It's, these are manifestations of, of, of a phenomenal, what I call a, a sort of a first of its kind social experiment at a global level. And, and we just have to really be mindful about not taking drastic measures, but at the same time using common sense. And, you know, this is a clear and present issue. I don't think it's deniable. I don't think we should bury our heads in the sand by saying, you know, gosh, gosh, this happens to somebody else and not to me. I think if you're parents, you have children, you have an obligation to, you know, inform them, but not alarm them. And I think these are about just having decent, good, honest conversations, which are based around logic. And there is, uh, I think the, far, the the best thing you can do is is not be part of the problem. It means wash your hands consistently. And and I'm no I'm no expert on you know how how pandemics and viral diseases are controlled. But I just think we've all got to just be slightly pragmatic and at the same time, you know, lean on each other's counsel to make sure that we don't add to the problem. If you find your self, your mind running away, and certainly my mind did last night at about 11.15, I put a huge number of things into an online cart uh, on a shopping website, shopping app, um, food, basically bulk buying. I didn't press, thank goodness I didn't press buy, but certainly I, I felt like I needed that sort of reassurance. I needed to go through that process to have it sort of on standby, so to speak. It, it's worth mentioning it was after 11 o'clock at night. I probably should have been asleep. Um, but how can you, if you find yourself leaning towards that, you know, sort of desperate measures, how can you talk yourself down? You know, I think one, one of the things is just being really, being really pragmatic about what you essentially need. And I think what you need right now is to make sure that you have a certain amount of your staples as you would typically in a household anyway. I think having a certain amount of medicine in the house, which you should anyway, if you're a parent, everybody knows you have your little uh, drawer or cupboard, you know, which has your essentials for, yeah. you know, whether it's a sniff, sniffly nose or a sore throat. And I think these are the sort of measures you need to take. But I think what's more important is making sure that you avoid you know, large pinch point, you know, situations in public spaces. And, and I think that's what, you know, the government will also want from people is just a degree of self-governance. And, you know, that also applies in business. We are currently testing remote working to see whether we can have maybe five or six people from our team working from home. Uh, and I think, you know, the positive of all of this is that we'll generally be cleaner individuals and we'll save a little bit of money and spend more time with the people we love. So I think you've got to see the positive side of this in some ways and, and, and try and just recenter. And I think recentering is about just recalibration of, you know, not being necessarily busy all the time doing all the, all, all the things that we typically get involved in. And they usually surrounding our work, you know, our work sort of dictates our defines our day. And I think this is a great time to let our values define our day, not our work. Certainly, my children have become incredibly good at washing their hands, and I'm not sure they were any good at it beforehand. I think they were running in and eating without washing. I got my mindset. This is The Agenda with Tom Urquhart. Where opinions matter. On Dubai Eye 103.8.
Hello there, Georgia in for Tom for the next uh, couple of weeks. Joined on the line by Gaurav Sinha. He is the founder of Insignia and also the author of Compassion Inc., uh, a book published by Ebury Press, which sits at the intersection of life, philosophy and business strategy, providing insights about unleashing the power of empathy in life and business. Gaurav, thank you so much for staying on the line. Really appreciate it. Um, one of the major themes of your book is, is about how to put the power of optimism and compassion into practice, both in your private life and also uh, in your business life. That, that's a lovely statement, but, but, but how does it sort of boil down in practical terms? What, what should I be doing to try and be more compassionate? Um, you know, there are, there are many layers of, of how compassion sort of, you know, un, un, unearths itself in, in people's lives. And I think... I think, first of all, in order to be kind to the world, you've got to be kind to yourself. And I think it's it's really important to understand how in life the choices we make are ones that create positive impact. You know, we are we live in a society or a culture today where success is defined by your ability to consume, uh, you know, the bigger house, the bigger car and so forth. And And I think success is also about your ability to create, not just consume. And I think that's really where the pivot needs to happen. Uh, culture, you know, if you think about the definition of culture, culture is a set of shared beliefs that drives natural behavior. Now, culture is also a cognitive prison because uh, culture is shared or shared values are expressed by using language. And, and unless we change our vocabulary around the context of what it means to create success and happiness, I doubt very much we'll be able to create a culture of mindful consumption. So in my book, I talk about for businesses to learn from uh, the principles of, of empathy. I, I call it return on empathy, not return on investment, and, and how you can actually make it measurable by, by looking at equitable, uh, you know, equitable value for your shareholders, but at the same time creating positive social impact. The same principles can also apply in your life. It's about humanism, not minimalism. It's not about saying, you know, I'll, I'll never consume any uh, material products or, or aesthetic uh, components that will sort of embellish my life. I think it's just a question of being mindful of your personal economy, spending money in a more, you know, in a wiser manner, not falling into debt. It's, it's making sure that you're not adding... Um, to the pollution in the world with regards to, you know, plastic consumption and so forth, and aligning to brands that are instinctively driving a change in society about reducing their footprint when it comes to, you know, carbon offsetting, so environmental change and so forth. And, and there's a lot of this already happening. And, and one of the things that we have to be mindful of is that there is a rise of a new breed of consumers, I call them altruistic aesthetes. These are people who love beautiful things or experiences, but also want to give back. And I think this new generation of consumers is going to challenge companies to reevaluate how they are going about, you know, building their relationships with their consumers and what products uh, and services they sell to, in to individuals. And uh, if you, if you look at this at an individual level, I think it's just about being mindful. I think it's not rocket science. It's just being mindful about the choices you make. So without being too much of a cynic, can this empathetic behavior ever be profitable? By its very nature, if you're giving back, aren't you giving away? No, I think you can. I, I definitely think it's not a mutually exclusive component. You know, I think you can do both. There are in my book, I talk about, you know, at least a dozen different companies that have been doing this right from the beginning of their inception. Brands like 
Patagonia has been doing, you know, sportswear and clothing while their whole mandate was about being kind to the planet and saving, you know, the Amazon uh, forest. And, and they have this sort of slow fashion mode, which uh, they've sort of bedded into their, their brand DNA. And they're a highly profitable company. Like that, there are numerous other altruistic uh, organizations which have a social responsibility. Uh, you know, I, you know, my wife runs a children's nursery here where every child is paired with a child in India where we provide free education. So I think, I think you can do good and you can do great. I don't think this is a mutually exclusive conversation. As far as um, the current situation that we're all facing, what would you suggest we do on a practical level? Because obviously there are people who are going to be losing their jobs. There's people who are going to be struggling all around us uh, because they're not getting the same money that they used to because they're not able to go to work. Yeah, this is a huge responsibility. We, as a self-employed individual, I'm carrying, you know, the weight of, you know, 40-odd employees in my team on my shoulders and making sure that we think people first, profit second in many ways. Situations like these really demand that of you. And, and I think it's a very difficult time for many small businesses. Uh, you know, a lot of businesses at the end of the day might have the, the strongest fundamentals, but they might not have cash flow or, or you know, enough revenue coming through. And that's going to clearly impact people's livelihoods. And, and at a time like this, I think we've got to definitely support the local businesses. You have to, you know, large, whether they're quasi-government entities or big banks or whoever else, I think we have to recalibrate as a community and really support local businesses and uh, and do little stay local. You know, that's just fundamentally what we have to do. I don't think it's uh, it's an easy situation for companies to navigate, you know, how to manage costs. But I think if everybody feels the burn collectively, I think there's a, there's a, we'll all come out of this stronger and smarter. Amazing. Gaurav Sena, thank you so much for joining me on the line. It's a sort of moment of stillness in a sort of, a cycle of madness. <laughs> I can't, As they it, say. it definitely feels like that at the moment with this sort of onslaught of news stories. I, I'm, I'm sitting in front of a computer now with a constant news feed of stories coming through. Uh, and it was lovely to sort of settle for a few minutes uh, with you. Thank you so much. Founder of the brand strategy company Insignia and author of Compassion Inc. I look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you, Georgia. Thank, Thank you, you very much. This is Dubai I 103.8.